0: From the Madison Metropolitan School District, this is Lead to Liberate, a podcast documenting stories of inspiration, growth, and empowerment across our schools.
1: I love that music. Wow. Welcome again to Lead to Liberate. I am Dr. Carlton D. Jenkins, very proud superintendent here at Madison Metropolitan School District. We have Melinda Heinrichs, one of our fierce leaders throughout the state. She's leading Madison Metropolitan School District's foundation, and I tell you, she has been quite the leader, bringing along not only the district, but the community and the state and gaining a national voice. And so, having said that, and throughout this podcast, you're probably going to hear a few jokes because Melinda Heinrich is known for her jokes. I probably won't have many jokes, but I will definitely enjoy hers, okay? So, having said that, Melinda, thank you for joining us on this podcast, as we know that you're a very serious person, but you also have a sense of humor. Can you just tell us a little bit about yourself, and then we'll talk about the work around public funding?
0: Absolutely, and thank you so much, Dr. Jenkins, for the opportunity to be a part of your podcast. I'm sorry, no jokes, because I take every Tuesday afternoon off from telling any jokes, so sorry, okay. it's just not going to happen. <laughs> okay. Um, but I have been in Wisconsin now 30 years. I grew up in Indiana. I am the proud product of public school systems in the state of Indiana. I have a son who is at West High School, so this work for me is very personal. It's a way to give back and thanks for the great public K-12 education I received and for all the love, support, and academic support my own son has received. I've been with the Madison Public Schools Foundation since the summer of 2016, and it has been such an honor and privilege to work with the people who helped to found this organization, but I think also just evolving in our partnership with the district to meet the moment in the 21st century in terms of what our schools need, what our kids deserve, the partnership we need with the community To bring all that together, working with you, Dr. Jenkins, is a real honor and something I feel very passionate about every day, having a chance to represent the foundation and the great work that we're doing together.
1: Wow. Well, thank you for that. And your son's at West now, a junior at West, I think, Yes. Yes, he is. One of the things we really think about as we want to lead to liberate, we think about where we are, where we've been and where we are. And one of the things all of us have truly learned since the uh, public lynching there of Mr. Floyd in the Twin Cities and we've learned as a community that we can't do not just schools but community the same way that we've done it and we noticed that a lot of people just felt the need to come together we felt in schools one of our biggest challenges uh, we had a major crisis with COVID-19 we had Mm -hmm. twin pandemics there going on that we had to reach out to one another and really try to help. What did you feel like your role was at that time? Because the foundations have always helped, but during this time, it was totally different.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, We run a program, as you know, called Adopt a School, which brings partners into the lives of our schools, and those partners help to deliver human material and financial resources. And until recently, those organizations couldn't be in our school buildings for obvious reasons. So one thing that we saw is that it changed the relationship with those partners, not because they are any less committed, but they were creative in all new ways in terms of if we can't be in the buildings, what are the ways in which we can support our schools, our students, our staff, and our families in ways we never thought about? I think one of the Biggest differences over the last couple of years has been through our teacher support network, which is an online store. We raise money, we put money into accounts and our school staff members can go onto the store any time of day, order exactly what they need and have that material delivered directly to the school. That was a critical part of our evolution with the district in 2020 when we were getting ready to go into the 2021 school year with virtual instruction, the community stepped up and helped to contribute over $200,000 to create kits for our students to make sure that they had what they needed for virtual instruction at home. So I think this community, anytime we've asked them to step up, whether they're voting in support of a referendum, whether they're asked to help kids in the time of crisis like COVID, They have been with us every step of the way, and it's really a privilege to work with a community that is so consistently supportive of public schools.
1: Well, I appreciate that. During these last 30 months or so, schools around the world have just really realized that the funding that we have for schools is not really adequate. During the pandemic, it really showed up even more so for our most vulnerable, most marginalized Mm -hmm. communities and we have to say here in Madison, we did see a community that stepped up right. in a lot of ways. So we appreciate the $200,000 for the kids, but we see, we've noticed that the foundation has stepped up in other ways, pushing our equity challenges that we have and illuminating it in amongst our community. What are some of the things that you feel like you've done that's really been most impactful for some of our biggest challenges?
0: In a word, advocacy? Uh, as you you may know, uh, it's only in really recent years that the foundation has embarked on an advocacy journey, if you will. And you were at the retreat we had in August 2021, where we were talking about, "Hey, 21 was our best year ever in realizing 4.8 million. We felt very proud about in terms of resources we secured for our district." But when we really thought about what's happened over 30 years in our state, both in terms of funding and policy, I'm so proud of a board that would say, if we're gonna be a great partner to our district and our community, the 4.8 million is great. We're grateful for it, but we have got to take some risk and do something on a statewide basis. If we wanna be a premier partner to our district and our community, then we have to go to the mat We need to fight for every public dollar we can secure from our state and even from federal government. And we need to do it in a way that's holistic because, and this is so true of your leadership, yes, it's about Madison, but it's about rural districts. It's about suburban districts, about urban districts because the scale may be different, the conditions may be different, but we are all suffering from the pain of that disinvestment. So let's figure out a way that we can work together holistically. Let's engage with business leaders, community leaders, and advocate with our political leaders that our current approach to public K-12 in the state of Wisconsin is simply unsustainable. And Madison may be able to weather some of that, but if you're in a small district, you have another budget cycle of two years in a row of no increase to per pupil funding in the face of a pandemic they won't be able to survive. So advocacy to us has become so critically important because our staff, every classroom, every school district across the state, great things happen every day. But there's a point at which you can't continue to do that if you don't have the state investing in. um, But it's true for Madison here the monies that we have that are helping to fund our schools also help to make this a vibrant local economy and a strong community for everyone so that's a long answer but advocacy is just absolutely fundamental now to our identity and our partnership with the community and our school district
1: well no may have been long but it was definitely needed and i tell you i'm reminded of dr martin luther king when you were just speaking right And justice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. And the work that you've done here before the $4.8 million, yes, so much appreciated. But you also led, she's very humble, uh, the whole referendum, a historic $350 million referendum right here. The citizens of Madison have always stepped up when it came to supporting our schools. How do you feel about that?
0: Um, absolutely amazing Uh, and I will say we have a strategic plan it was a strategic plan developed in 2017 one of the pillars of that plan is advocacy and one of the foremost initiatives we identified is we knew our district at some point would go to a referendum for a blockbuster package and we wanted to be ready we wanted to be that partner for the district we wanted to be that partner for the community and we're so proud to have had the chance to partner with our district and just the amazing, talented professionals that work every day on behalf of our kids in our schools and to go to the voters and get the highest percentage of yes votes in our history to, as you said, a historic referendum package. And I'll just contrast that with why advocacy is so important, which is in our first 20, about 21 years now, We'll have secured 35, 36 million in resources. In one night, working together with this community, 350 million.
1: Wow. Wow.
0: So that's why, you know, it, it has to be a multifaceted approach with the district in our community to ultimately ensure that we have the resources we need.
1: well wow. And as you mentioned, multifaceted, we try to look at how do we as a school system bring in our partners and get an alignment. But it's bigger than the school district and the foundation. Uh, You've been party to really reaching out to business, to the business community. And schools prior to the pandemic sometimes operated in silos and the businesses operated in silos. Mm -hmm. Learning from the death of Mr. Floyd, we saw that we all had to come together. And you've been fierce in that leadership and pulling everybody to the table. Tell me more about that. Absolutely. I think one
0: of the things we have really gotten our heads around, and I'll I'll start with this from a personal perspective. When I started this job in the summer of 2016, there were so many things about public K-12 in the state of Wisconsin that I didn't understand, information I didn't have. So whenever we're trying to engage with a business leader, community leader, to put the facts on the table, there's never any judgment. We are so appreciative of the opportunity to have that conversation. And just to bear in mind that these individuals don't do the work that I do on a day in day out basis. But when we have a chance to sit down and explain for 14 years, we haven't had an adjustment to inflation in terms of per pupil funding. Mm -hmm. And they're business people, so they, they can't believe that we're expected to do all the things that we're expected to do and yet we have not had a consistent partner in terms of that state funding. And to learn that if we had just kept up with inflation, Madison Public Schools, as you know, Dr. Jenkins in 22-23 school year, would have had another 82 million to work with. That isn't just about Madison Public Schools and our students and families, that is about our local community and our local economy. In that whole 14 year time horizon, we're talking about almost 660 million in monies that would have been invested in this community in our schools and our kids in our future that we didn't get because we weren't keeping up with inflation so part of our role right now is to engage business leaders in that kind of information putting those facts on the table because we need them we need their consistent partnership with us a public private partnership and you and i are very invested in building that together But that's part of how we're going to change the trajectory of what's happening in Wisconsin is that, as you said, it can't be just Madison. We have to all be working together toward the common good and outcomes that serve all of our kids well.
1: Listeners, this is what we need to talk about, partnerships. It doesn't matter, Republican, Democrat, Independent. We're talking about individuals who are going to support our schools, support our children. We want to support those who we know used to wear a diaper, right? You heard the numbers. Just think if we had those $82 million right Right. here now in Madison Metropolitan School District. We're losing people right now out of the state of Wisconsin because we have to make sure that we're investing appropriately. When I first came here in 1993 and I was assistant uh, principal in Madison at Madison Memorial High School, and before that I was in Beloit, Wisconsin, really and truly was at the forefront. We used to be number 11th in the nation in right. terms of funding our schools. Now we're down to 25th. But when we look at what we're doing for our uh, special needs services, we've dropped to 48th. Only Idaho and Indiana behind us. And then when you look at the ELL population, we're dead last. This is not a part of the Wisconsin idea. Right. This is why we have Melinda Heinrichs here today. Now, recently... Your vision came to fruition. You had a conversation about a year ago with Brooke, uh, the president of the board up in Osceola, and you had a group of people in the room, and you all were having this conversation right. about what hurts one child at one end of the state, it hurts mm-hmm. another one at the other end of the state. And you had this vision for saying, hey, how can we do this? How can we come together and talk to our legislators? Because they're very important too. All That's of our legislators, they're very important. So what? tell us about yesterday, what happened here? <laughs>
0: Yes, so we had the the great opportunity to partner with Madison Teachers Inc. and the Madison Metropolitan School District to host a unity in the community rally on the steps of our state capital. And the idea really was to bring community members from across the state, all walks of life, all perspectives to understand the need we have to work together on behalf of K-12 in the state of Wisconsin. We also knew it was critical that it couldn't just be a program of Melinda and Dr. Jenkins and people just from Madison, because if we say we're about all kids, then it's gotta show up in everything we're doing in this advocacy journey. So we had the great good fortune to have Kaylee Heideman, who is a 2023 Teacher of the Year from the Oshkosh School District. She's a K through five school counselor. And then Cabby Hong, a 2022 Teacher of the Year, an English teacher at Verona Area High School. We had our very own Joanna Hoskins, who is a senior at La Follette High School, student representative on the Board of Education, and then Brooke Coltzer, who's on the Board of Education School District of Osceola. And they were able to just so beautifully bring their personal experience in real time in their communities and their district, but also help to make the case to our business and political leaders An investment in K 12 is just that we are not a burden. We are an investment. We are the source of future opportunities. We are the engine of the economy. There is no better economic development tool than investment in public K 12. And we have gone through an era where we have favored the lowest possible taxes to such a degree we haven't invested in that future. And that's among the reasons we have the workforce shortages we have currently. And as you know, Dr. Jenkins, by 2030, if nothing changes, we'll be 130,000 people short of who we need to fill available jobs. We have to invest in our K-12 pipelines, whether you want a tradesperson, you want someone on your two-year campus, your four-year campus, someone immediately in the workforce, customers, clients, teachers and schools are your best friend that's who's gonna prepare those students for any of those post-secondary futures. So I was so happy to have a chance to work together with an Oshkosh and Osceola of Verona, because while the scale may be different, we all have the same issues and we all have the same opportunity to work with our communities for a brighter future for the state of Wisconsin.
1: Yes, most definitely. And partnerships like the foundation are so much needed. Right now in our district, we're looking to really take on some of the challenges around reading. The science of reading is very serious in the uh, Madison Metropolitan School Districts where our board has made a historic investment last 30 years in early literacy and beyond. We're gonna be doing the professional development and learning the essentials of teaching reading and spelling. Uh, We're taking the science of reading very serious and we really appreciate your support just the other week you want to tell the audience about uh new Mundo, the books
0: yes uh, thank you for that so uh, through our teacher support network that i mentioned previously uh, we have an endowment that was named and created in honor of karen raggatz who was a district staff person and through that endowment we for the two years in a row now have been able to provide a kit of eight books for every 5k student in the district which is about two thousand kids 16,000 books, and they are selected in partnership with District Central Office, Madison Reading Project. We work together with vendors to create these kits and to ensure that the books in them represent the kids who are going to take them home and have their very own little library. And we also know that research shows even having 20 books in a home growing up, makes a fundamental difference to the trajectory of children that are in that home so it seems like a really nice story and it absolutely is but it is just critical it's a wonderful message from the community we believe so much in you kids we're going to give you your very own library to take home but it's more than that it really is about putting them on a footing and as you and i talk about dr jenkins if we as a community ensure that every third grader is a rock star reader, then there's no stopping us. And it's really exciting to have a chance to partner with you and your team and our schools to make Madison a place that its reputation around the globe. If you want kids to learn how to read and be rock star readers, look at the Madison School District and what it's doing.
1: Well, I tell you, just one other quick thing, the thorough uh, literacy support uh, I was there, too, at the event. If you just give us a quick second on that, I know we're we'll getting ready to close here, but I yes. want you to say something about that.
0: So we we had another former staff person leave a legacy. She created an endowment specifically for literacy programs at Thoreau. And uh, Kathy Costello, who's on the foundation board, retired principal, shared with an audience that we brought together in September, talking about all the creative and amazing things staff have done with that investment income, which is about 12000 a year. To help support literacy for students at the row and i will say this is a foundation fund that's been in existence for more than a decade how staff have continued to evolve and innovate how they use those funds to continue to meet the needs of students now
1: wow what an awesome thing to do and i'm telling you to transform our schools to lead to liberate You really have to have great partners like Melinda Heinrichs and the foundation, just the individuals on the board. They get it. They know that our children are our most precious commodities. They understand that in order to have our national security protected, we need to educate, deliberate. We have so many schools. I've been through 34 schools of the 52 schools already this year, and I'm going to continue over the next two weeks, get through all of our schools. And I'm seeing amazing things, connections out there with our students that we haven't seen in 30 30 months, I'm telling you. You're seeing the smiles on the faces now. You're seeing the magic of the teachers come to life. Our teachers, our students, our district need support from our entire community. Let's not have Melinda just be the only shiny individual, which we know we have many of them, but we're encouraging There's room for everybody to get involved with Madison Public School Foundation. I encourage you to become a circuit leader. Yes, you can donate to the foundation. And you can tell the foundation how you want that money to assist. Also encourage you, you don't have to give money. You can become a part of our advocacy group. Tell everybody, not just here in Madison, but go to Osceola, Tell them there. Go to Verona. Tell them there. Go down to Beloit. Tell them there. Go to Milwaukee. You can be a part of this thing that we're doing now, creating partnerships to lead to liberate. Thank you again for listening in to Madison Metropolitan School District.
0: You're listening to Lead to Liberate, a podcast by the Madison Metropolitan School District demonstrating how the more we know, the more we grow.